Welcome to the Sober Gay Sunday podcast, a podcast about being gay and sober and not just on Sundays. Hello, and welcome back to the Sober Gay Sunday podcast. If it's your first time tuning in, welcome. I'm your host, Dave. As of the recording of this episode, I have 35 months of continuous sobriety. In this podcast, we'll be exploring the ins and outs of navigating a world where drinking and using is woven into the fabric of our culture. Today's episode is a little lighter than the last. (laughs) Today, I'm going to be telling you what I did once I decided to get sober, what tools and coping mechanisms I used to pull myself out of darkness. (laughs) Not the Sydney Prescott reference. And into a light of my new life. Before we go any further, a disclaimer is necessary. I am not a doctor or a mental health professional. I'm just here telling you about my journey, telling you about my experiences and my road to recovery. These are the things that have worked for me. These are the ways I recover. They may work for you or they may not. So if you are in need of any help, please turn to a professional. All right, so where was I? Rock bottom was hard for me. But I guess that's why they don't call it pillow bottom or ball pit bottom or Casper mattress bottom. There's so much to work with there, so I'll just give you a moment to chuckle to yourself. Okay. I talk about this oft with my friends in recovery. Everyone's rock bottom and recovery journey is different. It doesn't matter how you concluded that drugs and alcohol didn't serve you anymore. It just matters that you've decided to get a better life for yourself. To summarize the last episode... My rock bottom was a result of not taking my sobriety seriously and choosing to stay silent in my time of need when speaking up and asking for help is all I had to do. The world had ended and the love of my life, understandably, had left. I was lost. But if we're being honest here at the gig, I had been here before. Boyfriends choosing to leave me because my addiction was taking over my life is a story that played out in my life many times before. I was just never mature enough to think that maybe it was me. Hi. Me. Or whatever that song is. I wasn't mature enough to take responsibility for my own actions. Until now. But listen, I could go on and on about the woulda, coulda, shouldas of that time. But that doesn't help anyone. What happened, happened. So let's get into how I decided to make things better. There I was. Single. The day after the 4th of July with the world primarily still shut down. Who would I turn to? It didn't take long for me to think of the perfect person. While in active addiction, I had a friend I would go to after a long night of partying, but he was sober. Every time we would hang out, he would say to me, when you figure this out, call me. I always brushed off the offer and didn't think I had a big enough problem to figure out until now. So I picked up the phone and took the first step to getting better. I asked for help. I can't stress enough how important asking for help is in recovery. We cannot do this alone. I did need to figure it out. For the next few weeks, him and I checked in with each other about my recovery. He was monumental in laying the first bricks of the foundation of my new life. He shared his experiences and stood as a beacon of hope that recovery is possible. He gave me one of the best pieces of advice I have ever gotten. He said, no matter how bad you think you've messed up, there is someone who has done something 10 times worse and is on the last stop of their book tour about it. You're going to be fine. He made himself available for the first month or so until I could ultimately find a therapist that would help me unravel my knotted past with substance abuse. Therapy was monumental in my recovery. And therapy still is monumental in my recovery. Everyone should be in therapy. 
Our past experiences build our personalities layer by layer. Everything is connected. My therapist and I started from my first memory as a child and then literally mapped up my entire life. From there, the work could be done tackling trauma and trauma response to ultimately put together a plan to combat triggers and prevent relapse mindset from ever even starting. Recognizing my patterns and early signs of anxiety and depression would help me calm myself or just shift gears before a spiral could start. Remember that anxious little boy? Hi, it's me. Hi, he's still here. Except now, instead of clinging onto my mother's leg, it was a bottle. It was a pill. It was a pipe. It was substances that made me confident enough to go explore everything on my own. So, take away the substances, and now we had to build me from the ground up. We had to make me feel confident enough to exist in anxious spaces, substance-free. In our sessions, I faced my demons head-on and didn't make excuses or blame anybody. I owned up. I held myself accountable. In doing so, I became more and more comfortable with every part of myself. In doing so, I became more and more comfortable with every part of myself. Living your authentic self isn't just expecting a celebration of the good. It's also about accepting the bad. Once you're at peace with every part of yourself, venturing out into the world becomes much easier. And just like that, (laughs) by the time I had accepted the good and the bad, it was time for the world to open up again. May. 2021, Memorial Day weekend. Okay, so now this is the part of the story where things start to get good. Memorial Day weekend here in Boston was the first time that everything was open post-lockdown. Every gay in Boston was ready to be out and about like before, and I was no exception. I was honestly lucky that I had the time during lockdown to get my head on straight. It gave me the opportunity to be away from people in places that may have in the past caused me to want to use. I had laid a strong foundation of good coping skills before my resolve as a sober man was truly tested. I felt confident. I had been involved in the gay scene here since I was 16 years old, so this city is home. This city is family. As I got ready to head out onto the town for the first time since March 2020, I took a moment to talk to myself. I told myself that if I felt like at any moment I was tempted, I would just simply leave. I also had people I could talk to. I had people I could reach out to. I had many months of good, honest, hard work backing me up. So I did it. I went out. Now, as I stated in the previous episode, I decided to make my recovery very public. I wanted the accountability that posting about my journey would provide. My Instagram, which was once for shirtless selfies and dinosaur posts, was transformed into an Instagram filled with shirtless selfies, dinosaur posts, come on, I had a sound brand, and now sobriety. As an elder millennial who didn't grow up with social media, it still feels a bit unreal. It's an intangible medium that reaches more people than you realize, and it had reached a lot more people than I realized. As I arrived at the club, something unexpected happened. Every single person I saw that night congratulated me. Every single one. Now, if you know me or have ever gone out with me before, you know I have to stop every like three feet to say hello to somebody. I'm a Bostonian, born, raised, never left. So I know a fair amount of people. To have this outpouring of support and congratulations on my sobriety set the tone for the rest of my recovery. All we ever want is connection. 
Everything we do in our lives is about bringing us closer to other people. Every job, every outfit, every haircut, every vacation, every click, every post, every swipe, every woof, every kiss, everything is about bringing us closer together. Being a lone wolf isn't a thing. <laughs> lone wolves die on their own. They need their pack. I tried so hard for so long to be this strong, steadfast lone wolf because I thought my effortless resolve was attractive. Accepting the fact that we all need connection was a game changer. A strong foundation of self is paramount, but the connection we have with others is truly what keeps us sane. It keeps us happy. It keeps us fighting for another day. Walking through that packed nightclub on Memorial Day weekend of 2021 was the moment that I realized I had found my pack. With the strength of knowing I was not alone, I was able to move forward. I was able to carve a path. After that weekend, things only got better. Thank you for tuning in to the Sober Gay Sunday podcast. Please feel free to like, subscribe, share, and comment. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Sober Gay Sunday. You can also email me directly at SoberGaySunday at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening, and until next time, stay sober, guys.